It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rodgers guarantees he'll see out his Celtic contract After addressing the media for the first time since his return He opens up on what he regretted about leaving in 2019 And says unity could be the key to success I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans Well, regret, remorse over the hurt caused by his sudden departure for Leicester City But no apology from Brendan Rodgers and, in my opinion, That was the right thing to do. There's no apology required for changing your job. But he clearly does have work to do, Andrew, regarding winning back the affection of the Celtic fans. Thousands were there when he arrived for work seven years ago. Dozens were there today. Only one thing wins you affection, and that's the continuation of Celtic's domestic domination. And your time starts now, Brendan. Well, it's the day that many people had been waiting for. They wanted to know what Brendan Rodgers had to say about his return to Celtic, and we want to hear your thoughts on it. 0141 951 1025 to get in touch, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Hugh, we, we sat through and watched what Brendan Rodgers had yeah. to say. Just just generally for a start, what, what did you make of it? I thought he looked and sounded ever so slightly nervous, Andrew. Obviously, he's been made aware of the mixed reaction to his reappointment as Celtic manager. And I thought he handled the press conference well, but did look nervous. However, he got around the, the main points of discussion in a professional manner. And the reason why I don't think he should have apologised, I don't think on day one in the job, a job of replacing Ange Postacoglu, revered by the Celtic fans, winner of five trophies out of six, a treble before he left for Tottenham. I don't think you start your first day at work by apologising for yourself. So he now has the media out of the way and it's all about what he does on the park. Well, Celtic fans, a reaction to his return on the phone has been pretty positive over the last week or so. Now that you've heard the man speak, what do you make of it? We'd love to hear from you. 01419511025, or as I say, you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers, shall we? And he says he'll guarantee that he'll see out his three-year contract. Listen, I've signed for three years, and I'll guarantee I'll be here for three years unless I. I get emptied before that, <laughs> as, as they say up here. But yeah, that that will that that will be the plan, and um, and like I say, then we can we, we can look at it from there. I have to say, Scotland brought me a lot of happiness on and off the pitch uh, when I was here. Obviously, the joy of working here at Celtic was amazing, and, and how successful we were. Uh, and of course, off the pitch, I had a lot of respect for for the city and for the the country as a whole, and uh, hence why. Whenever we were coming back and thinking about coming back, it wasn't just about the, the football side. Even though the last moments when we were here was, was tough and difficult off the field, it still didn't change for us the, the good feeling that we had here when we were here at Celtic. So I'm delighted to be here from a professional perspective and taking on the, uh, the other teams uh, and also from a, a family perspective. They'll find a great happiness here. 
Yeah, Hugh, we had a, a caller, I think it was on Tuesday night, that had phoned in and said that he wanted Brendan Rodgers to come out and say that he would honour his Celtic contract. Mark mm. and I had said, you know, it doesn't tend to really happen in football, whether it's managers, whether it's players, they don't tend to come out and say, yes, I'll be here yeah. for the full contract because there's so many variables, so many things can happen in football. But Brendan Rodgers has come out and said, Celtic fans, I, I will be here unless I'm told otherwise. But the caveat is the important part of that. Uh, he said that if... He got emptied by Celtic And he liked using the word emptied uh, Then obviously That's not his fault That's a decision taken by uh, Desmond in particular uh, Along with Michael Nicholson The CEO And Peter Lowell the chairman uh, I understand from a journalistic point of view Why we have to get all of this stuff Out of the way today But there's one fundamental here That cannot be overlooked Brendan Rodgers is a first-class football manager who won seven trophies out of seven when he was at Celtic, who was relatively successful at Leicester City, uh, in spite of people trying to revise history now and saying he was a failure there. Celtic have got themselves a safe pair of hands at a time when Ange Postacoglu's departure caused the supporters to wonder if the club might be entering a phase of uncertainty. Brendan Rodgers, for me, represents assurance. Well, let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers. He says he doesn't regret leaving in 2019, but what he does regret is the hurt he caused supporters. It's natural when I left. It was a sad moment. And um, I certainly don't regret it. But what I do regret is the hurt that it caused people. And it's the very reason I'm sat here today. You know, as a Celtic supporter, I, I understood what, uh, what it meant. And, uh, and probably even more so when I, when I left. So that was my regret, that I hurt people who were Celtic supporters. And, and uh, it, was, it was a big part of coming back. Yeah, there had been a lot of talk, Hugh, about an apology and whether, uh, yeah. sorry, Brendan Rodgers was was going to come out and say sorry to Celtic fans. He's he's certainly not done that, but you know, just explaining there you know, his his emotions towards his own departure four years ago. What more do people want the man to say? You know, he, he expressed his regret. If anyone was hurt by his departure, he's sorry for that. What more do you want the man to say now? This is football. He got. The offer of a bigger job in a bigger country with a bigger league And he took that opportunity I would submit that any Celtic supporting man or woman In their line of work, whatever it may be Would have done the same thing 01419511025 to get involved Let's speak to Robbie who's a Celtic fan in Falkirk Robbie, you've heard Brendan Rodgers speak to the media today What did you make of it? Good evening, panel. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought uh, Brendan Rodgers spoke very well. And in regards to him saying he's going to guarantee it'll be there for three years, I'm going to take him at his word this time. The reason being is that if he was to leave in a season and a half or under, with, uh, under that three years, then he's going to look a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Even probably the Celtic fans would be more of an uproar, even more of an uproar compared to what happened the first time. If he's going to say in his first press conference, I guarantee I'll be be here for three years unless otherwise told by the Celtic board, then we can only take him at face value for that. And I think that he's going to be a man of his word and I think he's going to knock back offers. And I also said 
Well Robbie I'll put that to you And I'll, I'll let you come back in Because Brendan Rodgers Surely wouldn't have said that If he hadn't thought Long and hard about it Hugh yeah. Because if you say that And then go back on it It's going to be Way worse than last time surely To be honest I don't know how you can say it Because <laughs> You know I, I'm Acknowledging the fact That Brendan was absolutely correct In saying that Celtic Might bin him Over the course of the three years If he's not a success But You are Allowing people to watch you if the call should come in. Now, I'm talking to Robbie. This is a hypothetical answer, but it is to address his point. What if the call came in from Real Madrid uh, to replace Carlo Ancelotti? Are you going to say, no, no, I gave I gave Robbie and the other Celtic fans my word I'd be here for the whole three years. But he almost kind of has to now, or well, else the backlash would be you know, maybe tenfold what it was in 2019. Well, if he leaves within the lifetime of the contract of his own volition... Then he, he'll need to sell the house in Glasgow And not come back Because the Celtic fans would not See him as being welcome in the city again Robbie? Yeah, I would also I also think another possibility I don't know what you think to this But it, it does hold some weight He said he was going to take a year out uh, From April when he left the Leicester job I think if he sees this contract out He'll maybe just say I'll see my three year out at Celtic Definitely going to stick by it Then he'll take his year out That he said he was going to take out this year I think that is a possibility Another point I would like to make to Hugh Is regards to the Asian market Hugh, I've listened to a few of the uh, Let's say upper tier Celtic fan media podcasts And their concern is quite viable And legit regards to the Asian market What they're saying is Because Ange Postacoglu Has brought in these Japanese players it's, I can see how the, the, the guys are thinking like this and, and on these podcasts They're saying that once Brendan Rodgers comes in He's going to um, go down the English route And this Asian market has been brilliant value for players etc Is going to be getting ignored Just because Brendan Rodgers has come in after Ange He's no Ange But I actually think that Brendan Rodgers Once he sees these players Oh he's obviously seen them uh, Hugh, in, in games that he's watched to Celtic But I think once he sees them up close And in the games and in the training I think, honestly, I definitely think that this Asian market itself have been getting great deals. The dearest was Kyogo, four and a half million. Four and a half million. The other players have been around about just under a million or just over. Hugh, they're excellent value. Hatate, Awata, you know, Dyson Maeda. I think that Brendan Rodgers, these Celtic fan media channels, I've got nothing to worry about. And I think that he's going to stick partly with that Asian market with Mark Lowell with, 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 who came for the City Group. What do you think, Hugh? Well, I'll tell you what, Robbie. First of all, let's hear from Brendan Rodgers because he talked, you know, at length about recruitment today in his press conference. When I look at the from within the club, uh, whenever I'd spoken to Michael when, when he came out to to present the infrastructure at the club, uh, there was a lot of things in place that we'd spoken about uh, when I was here the first time. There's a brilliant recruitment team in in place. I look at Mark and the work that he's done since he's been here and setting up. And it's set up perfectly for a club like uh, like Celtic to work in the markets that the uh, that they need to be working in, and you can see with the players that's been brought in through his recruitment team, and and uh, and that for me is uh, is very important. And and I come to a club for one of the very few times in my career where it has uh, an upward feel to it. You know, a lot of the the jobs that I've gone into, the, the clubs have maybe been suffering or the teams have been suffering. And I've come in to um, to pick it up here. I come in with a great foundation on the on the back of the great work that Andrew's done here over the last couple of years, and uh, and look to continue with that. 
recruitment is an important part of the new setup at Celtic because first time around, Brendan and Lee Congerton, who was in charge of recruitment at that time, uh, brought in some players who simply were not anywhere near good enough to play for Celtic. Uh, with regard to the Asian market and the influence of Mark Lawwell, uh, I think it augurs well that uh, Mark Lawwell is there and that they do have uh, their finger on the pulse where the Asian market is concerned. Of course he'll go back to England occasionally for players. You know, he's not there to be an Ange Postacoglu tribute act. He's there to be his own man. And, uh, you know, if an Asian player is worth the fee the Asian player will be delivered. But if it's from somewhere other than Asia, uh, then of course Celtic will exercise their right to shop whatever they like. Yeah, I mean, there's always a balance to be had with recruitment. Brendan Rodgers will, of course, have a big say, but the recruitment team have been doing their work already up to this, or in the lead up to this summer to Mm -hmm. make sure they have a list of players ready to go. Odin Thiago Holm has already come in. Clearly not a player that, Brendan Rodgers has gone out and hand-picked but no. a player that has been approved by Brendan Rodgers and picked by the recruitment team so there is a there is a balance there and Celtic's recruitment has been very good under Ange Postacoglu and you'd think they'd want to follow a similar format than they have for the last couple of years Well Brendan Rodgers more or less fell out with uh, Celtic over recruitment latterly uh, who can forget the, the Marian Sved quote I've got a million wingers already I don't need another one uh, so you can't have that kind of situation arising again. Uh, as I say, Brendan Rodgers' work starts right now. The media are back out the door uh, and now he can get down to work and recruitment is, of course, very important. Well, thank you to Robbie. Let's speak to Ian, who's a Celtic fan in Greenock. Ian, how are you? Hi, Andrew. How are you doing, Shu? Good, thanks. Um, just a wee quick one for you, Shu. Um, just to, before I go into my main point, uh, did, have you heard anything, Shu, uh, about two South Koreans um, being linked, I just I just heard that through the Great Vine of Day show. I don't know, just asking you, mate. Yeah, there's been uh, speculation along those lines. There's also speculation tonight about uh, an Australian player possibly coming in. But uh, this is the close season, Ian, and uh, speculation is the the easiest game in town. Celtic will be like Rangers, linked with everyone under the sun. Uh, but yes, there has been talk of uh, Korean players and one from Australia. Thanks very much, Sue. Okay, Andrew, I'll go to my wee point regarding the return of Messiah. As I say, I thought he was a great manager when he came in at first. Um, he knows how to turn um, clubs on its head. Uh, but he's coming into a fantastic foundation, Andrew and Sue. Um, he's, he's got a team there of winners, whether he can hold on to them. But he's also got a war chest, which I think is probably the biggest uh, and any Celtic manager's uh, tenure, if you can clarify that for me, sure. So he's got, I think it's the 35 million in any money coming in for transfer fees, i.e. Kieran Tierney, uh, the young boy that plays for Bayer Leverkusen, Jeremy Frimpong. I think there's a bidding war on that young boy. And Tierney's getting looked at by a couple of English uh, Premier League clubs. But, so, but as I say, Brendan looked very, very nervous today. I've not seen the full um, press conference. I've only seen uh, a couple of uh, the journalists speaking to him. But he'd he done it very well for what I've seen. How long was the, the 
press conference you if you don't the mind me. Best part of half an hour. Um, I thought it was only about twenty minutes. I think was it? Really? Yeah, nineteen twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, Ian, it's live on uh, satellite television. Uh, he knows he's going to get asked about what happened with regard to Leicester four years ago. Uh, and he, from his home in Mallorca, will have been made aware on a daily basis of uh, the infamous banner about always a fraud, never a sell, and all that kind of stuff. So I would allow him uh, his nervous disposition today, but I thought... By and large, he handled it very well. I mean, he didn't talk to. I mean, Ian's talking about a you know a war chest and what he's got to spend. He was asked today about his sort of plans for recruitment, and the one word that he just came out with was, "I want to add quality." Yeah, well, of course, uh, because Celtic have a squad that's full of quality, uh, and the only thing you can do is to try and find players who are even better. As I understand it, they've got fifty million in the bank, uh, as Ian correctly says that there could be more money coming in from Frimpong and from Tierney uh, I think that Brendan Rodgers was appointed by Dermot Desmond who is to all intents and purposes Celtic's owner to maintain their superiority in this country and Brendan did say that Scotland is Celtic's bread and butter and I think that Dermot Desmond has shown his intent by bringing back Brendan Rodgers and will back him to the hilt well thank you to Ian keep your thoughts coming in on Brendan Rodgers first press conference on his return to the club today 01419511025 The voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard and why don't you join us as well 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB of course Brendan Rodgers doing his first press conference today on returning to Celtic so get your thoughts in 01419511025 let's go straight back to the phone Stevie is in Bishop Briggs Stevie how are you? A very good evening to you lads I hope you're all doing well good evening to you you too Hello, Stevie. Stevie right let's go to Brendan Rodgers and this is my honest point and I'd like to know what you think Brendan Rodgers walked out in Celtic Football Club 2019. And this is my main reason to why he left. He sat down and he spoke to Dermot Desmond and the rest of the team. And he basically told them, yes, Celtic's doing well in Scotland, etc. But to progress your team in Europe, lads, I need X amount, million pounds to take this team forward into Europe. The bottom line is, the board at the time couldn't give him the money. So he's been obviously brought back by Dermot Desmond and I think what's happened and he will be there for three years he's basically told Dermot Desmond you want your team to go forward in Europe this is the amount of money I'll need for a budget to get the players for you to progress in Europe and what will happen lads you will benefit out of it because if I get your Celtic football club to a semi-final or a final in Europe you will reap the benefits of it correct me if I'm wrong that is your interpretation of events, Stevie. It does not go along with my interpretation. I think he left for Leicester City, uh, primarily because of personal ambition. He wanted back into England's top flight, uh, where he had been with Liverpool, and he wanted to regain that kind of status. Uh, so that's why he quickly left Celtic, which, again, 
is the man's prerogative. Uh, I I do think that he had the disagreements with uh, Celtic regarding the recruitment of players, uh, and money may have come into those conversations. But I do believe that this time, Dermot Desmond, when things are looking uncertain for Celtic, always comes to the fore. You might not see him at annual general meetings, you might not see him at games, but when the club needs a boost, he's there. And I believe that he has decided that uh, Ange Postacoglu had to be replaced by Brendan Rodgers because he was available. I believe that the wage is better than the one he had when he was at Celtic before. I believe that with the players starting to come in now to coincide with Brendan's arrival, money will be spent in order to progress Celtic in Europe. But it would have to be, Stevie, one heck of an improvement because Celtic have no standing left in Europe. Uh, under Brendan Rodgers they took some heavy beatings and uh, under Ange Postacoglu things didn't improve so if Celtic are to improve in Europe it would require a level of expenditure uh, which could be beyond them Stevie? Yeah, listen, totally agree with you I totally agree but let's be honest (laughs) something has to be done if Celtic want to progress in Europe they're going to have to break the bank. They're going to have to do something. And if it, if it comes back and bites them, then they, they can at least say they tried. But you're absolutely spot on what you're saying here. Yes, they need to progress in Europe. I do believe what you're saying about Brendan leaving to go to Leicester. Yes, of course. Let's be honest, you were, you were very honest in your point early on, Hugh. Any man and their dog had got an offer like that for a job, I would have done it. If anybody tells me they wouldn't have done it, I'd have just laughed at him and said, you're winding me up. You know what I mean? Because well, every man would have done what he'd done. I, I think also, to, to put Europe into its place, how do you rival Manchester City in the kind of money they've got? Or Real Madrid, or Barcelona, or Manchester United, or whoever you care to mention. And uh, clubs across Scotland will be saying that about Celtic and yeah, Rangers yeah. and the money they spend. Yeah, of course. I mean, Ange Postacoglu bought a goalkeeper for Tottenham today, uh, an Italian that uh, I must say... I was not aware of And he's paid £17.5 million to get him That's the kind of thing you can do down there So yes he has to progress Celtic in Europe I think he also has to Like Ange Postacoglu should have done Has to realise that there are times when You need to park some buses Because you're simply not in the same ballpark As the, the people you're coming up against uh, So all of that will be attended to But Brendan Rodgers also said one Thing at his press conference today That Scotland was Celtic's bread and butter There is an obligation To finish above Rangers As there is an obligation For Michael Beale To finish above Celtic Domestically Both the clubs go into the new season Bearing that very much in mind Stevie was talking about Breaking the bank One of the, the things that Brendan Rodgers said That was in the clip we played about recruitment Earlier on was Talking about the position Celtic are When it comes to recruitment That he's quite impressed with The the layout of it And said You know They're well placed to shop In the markets where Celtic Can shop yeah. It's not just about Breaking the bank or war chest There's a lot of smart recruitment And scouting that, that needs to be done That can also help as well as, as getting those deals Not necessarily having to go out And spend huge money But spending the right money In the right areas In the right markets Celtic have made mistakes Of course they have Which club has not But over the years They have played the transfer market Very cleverly 
Virgil van Dijk Who earned them a terrific fee uh, When he left to go down south And then got them another fee When he upgraded to Liverpool uh, Deals like that You, you, you go back to, to Ki Sung Young Anybody you like And take it up to the present day uh, But there's also another side To the, the, the recruitment business I think Celtic have to make sure That the players they have There at the moment Rayo Hatati Kyogo They have to make sure That these players I think Are kept at Celtic Because You can't on the one hand Talk about progression in Europe And then on the other Sell your striker Who's got you over 50 goals In the last two seasons And Hatati Who is an outstanding football player Yeah Stevie How important is that? You're talking about players coming in But what about Brendan Rodgers And the job he has to Maybe retain some of the players That have been such a success Over the last couple of years? Well, that's going to be Brendan Rodgers' priority. He's going to have to keep the players that Hughes mentioned. The guys are the guys that could take you that step forward, for, further in the European Championship. So he's going to have to keep the guys. I mean, there's no point in turning around saying, OK, we bought this guy for one and a half million. When Man United offer us six and a half million pounds for this guy? Right, let's sell him to, let's sell him to Man United and we've made five. And, no, we don't want to make five and a half million pounds. We want to progress in Europe. Keep the guy... The guy is a goal scorer who can score goals for us and probably help us in Europe. So Brendan Rodgers, that's going to be one of his top priorities to make sure these guys are happy and keep them at the Celtic Football Club. Football is indivisible from money in this day and age. But I always make the point that a balance sheet is not a trophy. Uh, there's no point in standing up at the AGM and say, well, we've had a fantastic year. We sold Rio Hatate, Kyogo Furuhashi. Uh, unfortunately we finished third in the league um, you know, Celtic have an obligation to maintain their position in Scotland And an obligation to the fans To retain the best players wherever possible If someone comes in tomorrow morning and offers 55 million for Kyogo Furuhashi I and Stevie and everyone else would understand that, that you sell But that won't happen And he is... Of tremendous value to Celtic Where he is right now I mean, Ange Postacoglu When he was in charge of Celtic Said at one point That you know fans need to be prepared For some of their favourite players Leaving But is that not just the nature Of being a club that plays in Scotland The prize money domestically Isn't great any, Isn't anywhere near What it is in other countries If you want to compete in Europe You do need to make your money Through those player trading models And you know Buy low sell high yeah. it, So at times you do need to sell some of your best players It's a balancing act You have to be careful You can't sell the family jewels And then expect to retain your standing domestically Never mind in Europe So it is a balancing act There's a certain level of money that Celtic can't turn down But by the same token uh, They have to be aware that they have a first class squad About to be added to by new players uh, and they have that obligation to the fans to do the best they can. Well, thank you to Stevie. Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers speaking today at that press conference. Of course, he says that unity could be the key to finding success. It's just a thank you for for the, the support that I've had. This is a club that allows you to dream. It's an amazing football club with a, a history so rich, and, and I'm hoping that us together, we can we can add to that. And it is going to be, it has to be unified. It has to be together. And uh, and like we were the first time, let's see if we can create those memories again. And, and they were special memories. And uh, 
And as I said, from this day forward, we, uh, we, we stay together. Brendan Rogers talking about the unity there, having you know been on the show for the last couple of weeks. There has been a lot of positivity mm-hmm. around his return. I think maybe a lot of people thought there, there wouldn't be, but a lot of Celtic fans seem to be welcoming Brendan Rogers back with open arms. I think the people who are positive far outnumber those who are being negative, but the negative ones make the loudest noise. Uh, and uh, Brendan Rodgers has to be mindful of that. Uh, I think the crowd outside Celtic Park today, which barely merits the the word crowd, uh, tells you that the fans were not willing to show up in numbers as they did seven years ago when they arrived here the first time. They 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 know that Brendan Rodgers owes them. I don't think he should go to Glasgow Cross and publicly apologise to the city, to the country, but. He knows subconsciously that he owes the fans and the only way he can repay the fans and make up for the hurt, to use his word, is to win and to win consistently. 01419511025 to get in touch. Adele is a Celtic fan in Bailiston. Adele, how are you feeling after hearing what Brendan Rodgers had to say today? Yeah, I'm really kind of proud as to how he spoke up. Um, I think he was professional committed and couldn't say much more um, thanks for having me actually, I'd just like to say I think it's time that all the fans drew a line under the past got behind him and gave him full support he's not there you know, to justify himself, he's a paid employee um, and I think the majority of us, if we were given a career opportunity in the workplace, we'd grab it with both hands, you know he'd done so well by Celtic it's done and dusted now Stop the hypothetical if buts and maybes and let's be united and you know look forward to what you can achieve. Hugh, a lot of people were very interested in what Brendan Rogers had to say today. Everyone knew he was going to be asked questions about what happened in twenty nineteen. Is it possible that today, now that he's addressed it, that just gets parked and it's now about looking forward? No. In this city it's never possible. Uh people will go on about it. But I think Brendan Rogers said something today that uh he said that this was not a nostalgic decision that he had taken. He was here to win because he knows that uh, winning is all that matters to Adele and to the other Celtic supporters. Now, for their part, the negative people out there who did not want him back and do not like the fact that he is back, they have to do away with bitterness and get over what happened and give support to the manager because if you don't support the manager and you want them to fail, basically, what kind of fan does that make you? Adele, Brendan Rogers said today that he feels, you know, the circumstances in which he left in 2019 puts more pressure on him to be successful than he was maybe under last time he came to the club. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. He's going to be, you know, scrutinised for every decision that he makes. Um but, you know, like Andy, it's the proof in the pudding. We need to just see, you know, what happens. But I don't think reflecting back and holding on to negativity is going to do, you know, the fans or the, the, the team any good. Um, I think today he was right to be nervous. You know, I, I think it was uh, a challenging interview. Um, he knows that he's not 100% welcome back in the city as yet, but... 
I think once he's got a few signings under his belt, you know, a couple of wins, and then hopefully it'll turn people around. But I don't think there would be a better man um, or woman that could have stepped in to Andrew's shoes uh, rather than Brendan. So I think we should start to be a wee bit appreciative that we've, we've got him, you know, and remember what he'd done before and hope to get more of the same. I think Adele uses a terrific word there, appreciative. The Celtic fans should be thankful that Brendan Rodgers was available and was willing on a domestic level to forego his plan to have a year away from the pressures of football and that none of us know what it's like to be in Brendan Rodgers' shoes at the levels at which he has worked. But he he answered the call from Dermot Desmond. I think Dermot Desmond deserves immense praise for the way he's gone about this job of maintaining Celtic's uh, superiority by going for the best man for the job who was available. Uh, So if you don't want him, then what are you all about in terms of being a Celtic supporter because you, you must want the man to succeed well thank you to Adele keep the calls coming 0141 951 1025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard still time to get in touch 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB there's been a few people getting in touch Hugh to say oh. there was definitely more than more than a few was it a few dozen you said outside Celtic Park there's been a few videos and, and photos I'm seeing Def- definitely more than that were outside Celtic Park for Brendan Rodgers arrival today quantify the number for me then oh I'm terrible at, at knowing exactly crowd numbers hundreds uh, yeah I would say hundreds yeah. right well there were 13, 14 Thousand when he came seven years ago. It was maybe different circumstances because I think they opened Celtic Park and allowed fans to come in and did a bit of an official parade. Today wasn't quite an official parade. He was just there doing his press conference. All I'm saying is that the fans are sending a subliminal message to Brendan Rogers. We were not just going to fall at your feet. You have to give us a team and performances and trophies that justify the appointment. And that's that's what they're telling him. 01419511025 on the phones. Let's go to Paul, who is a Celtic fan in Kirk and Tillock. Paul, what have you made of all today? Hey, hi, hi, Andrew. Hi, Hugh. Uh, I watched the I watched the press conference, uh, and I, I watched the stuff that came out uh, with Brendan Rodgers uh, in the last couple of days. See, to be honest, now I don't. <laughs> I don't really care about a lot of this stuff. I don't. I think a lot of fans are wanting to come out and say he's sorry, and he was trying to get squeezed a wee bit into the day. I don't believe he is sorry, but I don't really care if he's sorry or no. I, I think that all I want to do is I want to see Brendan Rodgers come in, and I want to see him make Celtic better, and that's that's all he can do. And see if he does that, I'll be delighted. Right? I, I don't know the man eh, personally, so I want him to come in and do a job. See if he comes in and does his work. And wins trophies That's enough I think I, I, We get too emotionally attached This is what happens uh, All he can do Is come in and do his job And make Celtic better And that's all I'm interested in I don't need to know How much money they've got to spend Because nobody knows How much money they've got to spend So predicting how much he's got in the, How much there is in the bank And that It's a waste of time People just Overthink things he Comes in Does his job 
make Celtic better in Europe, wins, keeps going in Scotland, I'll be happy. And until he goes, I'll, I'll be happy. Because the now, he's the best manager that was available to Celtic. Now, he's a big name. He is a big name in world football. He's a Premiership manager. Uh, I don't go down the road that we're lucky to have him because I think I think the last time he done well, but I was never too keen on him shutting this, opening up the stadium to, to welcome him. I think that goes off on the wrong footing. I think that makes you think of the, the person that is digging the club. And I know they do it in Real Madrid stuff like that, but personally, I don't really like it. But he doesn't need to say sorry. He doesn't need to grovel. He doesn't need to tell us he should never went. If he comes in, keeps it going, and we win stuff, I'll be perfectly happy with him. Hugh, football can be a simple game at times because yeah. winning is king. If yeah. Brendan Rodgers comes in and wins games and consistently beats Rangers and wins trophies, then yeah. a lot of Celtic fans will be absolutely fine. They'll all be fine. Every man, woman and child. Paul, I think, speaks for the majority. Paul wasn't waiting for the word sorry during the press conference. And I see no reason for Brendan Rodgers to say the word sorry. There has been a lot of talk about apologies with... I've not really heard anyone calling for a, an apology specifically in the, in, on the show in the last week or so. It's more been people saying they don't want an apology rather than they do want an apology. Well, some will insist upon an apology. Uh, some will think that Brendan Rodgers in some way shattered a sacred trust between Celtic and the, the supporters. But Brendan Rodgers did what people do. He went off to work in a bigger league and for much more money. Uh, I do think that Celtic are fortunate that he's available because he he represents now what will be a fascinating battle between himself and Michael Beale. Uh, they know each other, they've worked together previously. That means they have an insight into each other. Uh, Rangers are buying new players. Celtic are literally buying new players today. Uh, so it's going to be terrific. But I repeat, the man said he regretted that people were hurt by his decision to go to Leicester City. What else do you want the man to say? Paul, how do you assess the challenge that faces Brendan Rodgers now compared to what he walked into, uh, what was that, seven years ago now? Well, I assess the challenge as it's different because he's coming into a, to a better team. Uh, and if you mean the challenge from other teams... Uh, as in Rangers, uh, I think that, to be honest, I don't know, because I don't know any of the guys that Rangers are signing, so will it improve them, will it not improve them, I don't know, I'm, I'm not really that bothered, to be honest, I just want Celtic to improve, but where they need to improve is in Europe, and I don't mean winning the Champions League, but I mean getting a sustainable run in Europe, and it's not out of the question, I mean Rangers done it, Getting to a Europa League final or the the next one down the West Ham one, I can't even remember the name of it. Conference League. Conference League. It, that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be pie in the sky. I mean, teams do it. I mean, every so often there'll be a team from Holland or a team from various parts of the, of the world that that will get, every so often they'll get to a European final. Now we should be getting to some European finals. I, I know the Champions League's getting harder, but it's not impossible. I'm not saying to win, but to qualify. But the chances are, if you are improving in Europe, that it's a good base, that if you're good enough to improve in Europe, you're good enough to be the top team in, uh, in your country, which was maybe a wee bit of a freak thing with Rangers last year. Also, your player stock's high. 
so it keeps up your business model about moving players on. Guys want to come in the club because they think I'll be playing in Europe and it just improves the brand of your club and Celtic are a great brand anyway but I just want to see if you improve in Europe I think everything else should fall into place Yeah what does success look like for Celtic in Europe Hugh because Brendan Rodgers talked about it today he said he wants European football after Christmas he did allude to the Europa League and the Europa Conference League without naming them specifically but said there are other competitions that you know it's more possible to get to the latter stages of I think if Celtic get out of their Champions League group that would be an astonishing achievement Um, but that's what Brendan Rodgers will aim to do if he falls into the Europa League the fans would happily go along that road as well Uh, I just think that Europe is now as much of a gap between the, the real big hitters and teams like Celtic as Celtic are too much of a gap along with Rangers for the rest in the Premiership here Well thank you to Paul I think we've got time to squeeze in one more quick call Mark is in Cope Bridge Mark what did you take away from what Brendan Rodgers said today? Uh, well I didn't really listen to it to be honest I expected him to come out and I didn't expect him to apologise why would he? But he came out and said he emphasised that he wants to make an impact on Europe and push the team forward. So why wouldn't we get behind this guy? Well, that's yeah. a that's a question for everyone's conscience. Uh, you know, it, whether you, it's Celtic or any other club, uh, your new manager is a former manager who won seven trophies out of seven who has taken the place of a man who captured the hearts of the Celtic supporters in record time. He, Brendan Rodgers, is uh, an outstanding manager and only football can shift the public's attitude. And he knows that. Only winning matches, winning trophies and maintaining domination of Scottish football to begin with is important. Europe will take care of itself. Celtic would have to find out who's in their group. It might simply be a group that is... Too much for them to handle And that could happen Uh, But First of all He has to win matches In this country Going back to what Brendan Rodgers said About being being under more pressure This time round Than last time If results aren't going his way Is is there less patience From supporters Just based on What happened in 2019 Yes Uh, He is In the dock If you Forgive the Legal jargon He's in the dock From the word go Uh, First match And every match thereafter No hiding place Total scrutiny What is First in Brendan Rodgers' entry? To Get better players Than the ones who are there And the ones who are there Are terrific players To Make the squad Even better But First and foremost Win matches That's all that counts Well, thank you very much to Mark. That is unfortunately all we've got time for tonight. But thank you to you at home for listening in. Thank you for your calls and thank you for your tweets as well. That's us for this week. But of course, we'll be back on Monday night. I will be in the studio with Roger Hanna. So make sure to join us then. There will, of course, be plenty of transfer activity. 
going on The new season is, is getting closer Teams are back in pre-season training So looking forward to see seeing what their preparations are going to be like Over the next few weeks Of course the, the League Cup group stages start in a few weeks time as well and Then we'll be into European qualifiers And then before you know it It'll be the start of the Scottish Premiership season But make sure to stick around tonight Because what a way to kick off your weekend It's the GBX